You don't sound autistic. Well, uh, what does an autistic person Wait. sound like? You're autistic? Yeah, I'm telling you that. You don't even look autistic. But, but we're talking about... Yeah, but, but I don't buy it. But I, I was diagnosed with autism and ADHD and anxiety and depression. You don't sound autistic. Welcome back to another episode of You Don't Sound Autistic. I'm Blake. And I'm Rochelle. And I'm autistic. And I'm not. Say that a little bit louder. And I'm not. <laughs> Was that a question? <laughs> no. All right. Good. Um, so I thought we would, uh, first of all, again, as usual, we'd like to, uh, you know, I really want to thank everybody for listening. This is episode 25. So it's kind of a big deal for us. We've been doing this for, what, six months? Six or seven months, yeah. Something like that. Um, we've we've every month the, the the show is growing um it's almost doubled this month mm-hmm. um i and of course i just was telling rochelle that maybe that's because we we had five ep- this is our fifth episode for january but we only had two episodes in november because we were out with covid yeah or maybe that was august so i don't know out I, with covid both months yeah but either way you know thank you so much for listening and uh people must be sharing the show so continue to do that if you would. You know, anyone that, I mean, this is kind of a niche show. It's not the kind of thing you'd necessarily listen to if you, A, don't have autism or don't know anyone that has autism. Or, or ADHD, ADHD or anxiety or, anxiety or, or depression or anything else that's, you know, on the nerd. But that's the thing. I think maybe. You were saying neurodivergent. I was going to say neurodivergent yeah. because every, everyone really should. Everyone should know someone who's neurodivergent. By I this everyone, point in time, yeah. The right? research shows that... Um, you must know someone. That every, yeah, so listen, point, damn it. We're 20 years into the... To Rochelle's speaking. <laughs> Just kidding. No. To, I don't know how... To, I'm, I paused because I'm not quite sure how to say it. Like 20 to 25 years ago, if your child was diagnosed with autism or ADD or ADHD, it was kind of a rare thing. You, you were, you know, this kind of lone warrior trying to figure out this world all the food had gluten and sugar in it and there wasn't any you know real advice gluten and sugar didn't really exist back in those days because you didn't think about that kind of stuff well fat everyone thought about fat remember it was right. a cholesterol it was all and and the fat in our milk and everything correct everyone was chasing the wrong horse but at the same time there was just there's not this world of financial support and therapy support i mean now you know, we we have groups, support groups. We've got um, the internet has helped immensely. The internet is like this weird thing where it's it's tremendously horrible, <laughs> but it's also really good. It can be very useful, absolutely. And and now there's I don't know when developmental pediatricians um, really came along, but neuro um, what are they called? Neurology pediatricians. Um, Use the microphone. I'm right here. <laughs> I'm just saying. I didn't go anywhere. No, but you kind of just disappeared. I, oh All of a sudden. Blake. All right, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Keep keep talking. You're the one with the fancy stand. Oh, my God. Like I said, everyone, we need to start a Kickstarter. <laughs> well, actually, Kickstarter would be if we invented, some, invented something cool. Right. Um, what is it called again? GoFundMe. We need to, Rochelle, go fund yourself. Thanks. And we need to get Rochelle and Mike. No, stand. but my point is that I need to look up when the first developmental pediatrician came along, but we didn't really understand a need for them. I know when my cousin was born 24 years ago, um, it took, I don't, I don't remember, like 10 or 12 years before she finally got a diagnosis of autism. If I, if I remember correctly, they were 
chasing more of like, oh, growth hormone this or just different parts of her development. But there wasn't necessarily like a developmental pediatrician to spearhead, hey, this is what's going on. And so uh, my my family in that area was kind of in the dark, you know, and they're just piecing thing together with this odd thing and just trying to make sense of it all. And fast forward 2022, um, now almost every family I talk to has either a friend or a family member or a grandson or a granddaughter or someone. I was just watching Shark Tank the other day and uh, Robert um, said that his godchildren or one of them was autistic. They, they talked about that. I think he's mentioned that before. It was the first time I remember it sticking in my brain. Hmm, but it's sure. just one, it was interesting. Anytime someone talks about specifically autism or ADHD right. in popular media, it like piques my interest. Sure. Because I'm like, oh, I know those things. Right. Because that's me. Yeah. And I know people that have those things so to just deal with curiosity, in their lives. Like, how did you feel when those topics were mentioned maybe three or four years ago when you didn't know they applied to you? Because w- you got your ADHD. I was always like, those poor bastards. <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> no, I don't know. I, I just I just didn't know. So I I would just I would just go, I wonder what I would do. Like what would I do if my there's such a spectrum of um how it affects you. Sure. And and there's no predictability for it. I think that my mom really, like growing up, her being like, you just want an affliction of some kind. Right. You just think that you're sick. And I think that she, and I don't feel like I'm sick, but I feel like there was something and there is something that I am that I do deal with that other people don't necessarily always have to deal with right. on a regular basis. It's like you have to fight so hard to try and catch up. And it's 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 difficult because you know you don't know that you're trying to blend in you just are blending in because uh, you know like you you and not everyone can because i just happen to be on that end of the spectrum where it's not as noticeable um it's not as noticeable for a couple of reasons one that i do mask very well Mm -hmm. as far as like autism and adhd Mm -hmm. but then cat get out of here (laughs) <laughs> and then but but some people can't no some right. people don't have uh a voice literally right they don't have a voice to speak up and they don't and they don't have uh any agency mm-hmm. to kind of act for themselves and that's what i feel like you know we want to be able to provide you know other than you know some entertainment to a degree it's also just like pointing people in the right direction and 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 more than that even i guess just giving some sense of solace in the fact that you're not alone right. in this journey that you're on, whether you yourself have uh, a place in the neurodivergent scale or someone that you care about does. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, and How also, well spoken was that? It was perfect. It was really, really great. Mm, and go me. <laughs> <laughs> well, and illuminating these things, because one of the things I hear the most is, oh, I didn't know that was my anxiety. I didn't know that was anxiety. That thing that I do that I've done my whole life, I didn't know that was anxiety. Or I've heard it on the other side of the scale. It's like, oh, I didn't, I didn't realize I was depressed. I know that I've felt, you I know. Did I actually answer your question? One hundred percent. I always feel like I, I start talking and I'm like, I have a goal, and then all of a sudden I'm like, why am I wet? I feel like I walk off a cliff and I'm just like in, <laughs> in the water, like why am I wet? All of a sudden, I no, was going over that I mean, bridge, and now it's I'm one not. of those things where th- I've always experienced. If there's something that I'm unaware of, you know, consciously, but I. 
but I come across it in my daily life. There's always that sort of nagging feeling like it just it just resonates with me a little bit differently. That's kind of like, hmm, that it rings a bell. It's like ping. And I'm like, I wonder why that just what was that noise? I you know, I can never do it twice. (laughs) Bing. Right. You come across something and it makes that sound in your soul. And you're like, huh, why did that just ring? And then down the road, you know, you start to unravel this story that actually does apply to you. And you're like, oh, that's why it rung that bell. I didn't know that consciously at the time. But, you know, now I see how the pieces come to fit together. And, um, you know, anxiety and depression, I believe, is where it all started um, many, many years ago, even many generations ago. Because just the, the neurology and the biology of what happens in those initial fight or flight states um, definitely started range through in how you're working through you know autism ADD ADHD and and part of it goes back to that that nonverbal piece you just talked about because there's a strong correlation between um severe depression and being nonverbal now even if you have the ability to speak like let's say as an adult you become severely depressed you have the ability to be fully fluent in in your language but the depression itself sort of can take your voice away because it can be such a massive feeling, you know, such big feelings without the ability to process it that you just don't have the words. And so you just stop speaking and, and, and actually not voicing, um, you know, your own thoughts and feelings is a sign of depression and just being that real like couched and they show it in the commercials, you know, you're just under a blanket on the couch you're not speaking you don't want to talk to anyone and there's a rain cloud over your head right there's yeah. very eeyore-ish very yeah but i mean then you take a magic pill and everything's fine you run through a field naked oh (laughs) doesn't everyone do that (laughs) (laughs) i've never done that i don't know um so there's just a lot to kind of piece together and you know, you deal with depression kind of more often than you talk about. I do. Before we get into that, can you pin that? Can you write that down somewhere? I can pin it. We didn't really get into the intro. Intro. Oh, I totally forgot the intro. We kind of welcomed ourselves. We was kind of thanked people for a oh, minute. Oh well, but I do think gratitude is a is a great place to start because yeah, well, I was just gonna say, but let's let, make sure do you join the Facebook group? Dang it! And we have a new Facebook group. We have a new Facebook group. Why don't you tell people about it? Because I forget the name, even though I came up with it. <laughs> oh, let me see. So, um, well, first of all, let's go through the the. Well, first of all, steps. Yeah. Yeah. So, join the Facebook group. You don't sound autistic on Facebook. You can also search YDSA, um, and it will come up in Facebook. YDSA is, of course, our our little tag. So you can search that um, in your streaming platform. Also, if you you know why you don't sound autistic hopefully it will help you find the show but join the group join the conversation um we're it's a place for for everyone moms dads individuals yeah we want to we want to encourage people to post and you know we've still that's still a, a public group so there's there's nothing to keep you from joining that group um we the the group you know i will say it's kind of weird though the, the group fluctuates a little bit like some people join then people leave and then people okay. join and i wondered no it's not okay rochelle i want everyone to stay forever well the okay they're mine attachment challenge <laughs> <laughs> maybe we need to turn the group private maybe. i mean some of the other groups that i'm in the support groups for for moms and whatever they're all i think private. that's why we don't we we were trying to figure out how do we get people to answer questions like how'd you find us and how'd you hear about us, all that kind of stuff i think that you guys because i figured out in the other group 
The other group is called ADHD and Autism Dads Group. Yep. And or men's group. I mean, we chose dads. Just and in reality, like, like I'm not going to kick anyone out if it's a woman or anything, mm-hmm. you know, because because I, I like to be inclusive. Well, and some some women are doing both roles. Some women are single yeah. parents or so Rochelle's a member. I let her be a, a part. Well, actually, you're you're an admin. So, oh, that's yeah. really just because I have ADHD and I have issues <laughs> with I mean, it, it kind and of you can be kind of shy. It's apropos. Yeah, it helps. Yeah. It helps to have someone else in there kind of facilitating things mm-hmm. a little bit. She's sharing some posts and stuff. So uh, ADHD and Autism Dads group, You Don't Sound Autistic. And Facebook group. The Facebook group. Yeah, Facebook groups. Um, and then you can also follow me. I'm starting um, a weight loss journey. Yes, you big, are. A big one. Yeah. Um, and I, no no pun intended. Well, maybe some pun intended. Uh, but um, So you can follow me on TikTok at Blake Fertig. That's B-L-A-K-E-F-E-R-T-I-G. At is, uh, well, if you don't know what the at symbol is, I don't know where the hell you're from. So, <laughs> But um, yeah, no, I have uh, I went to the doctor. Did we talk about this last episode? We did not. That no, I went to the doctor. went to the doctor on Monday and we recorded on Sunday. Oh, right. So I went to the doctor. They weighed me and it's embarrassing, but I'm not trying to fat shame anyone except for myself. So if you weigh more than me, um, I apologize. Uh, or join you're, us. You're beautiful. <laughs> you're wonderful. You're terrific. This is more about me hating on myself and I'm tired of doing that. Loving on you. Okay, but I'm going to help you. I'm going to be loving myself starting Monday. Yes. Ooh, that sounds dirty. No, it's good. It's adding more love to any situation actually is. I'm 85 pounds. I'm just not going to tell you how okay. much I weigh, but I'll say I'm 85 pounds away from my goal weight. That's a good way to phrase it. How about that? That's a great way. Yeah. Yeah. 85 pounds I need to lose and my goal is six months. Okay. I've lost four. Uh, when I was in in college, I remember one of the, the this guy, Brian, who was like, you're a little bit heavy. Like he was just... Just being a just, friend. Just saying like, you're fat. And I was like, oh, thanks. And then I lost a bunch of weight and he's like, are you, are you okay? <laughs> and I was you like, yeah, You were doing fine. it like a hardcore, like... Because in two months I lost 40 pounds. Yeah, that's I don't insane. know, I'm not in my 20s anymore. So I'm, so I'm giving not, myself six months yeah. to lose 85 pounds. I feel like that's still going to be a challenge. I think it will... But I want to take people on the journey. Just one second. I just want to get this out mm-hmm. and then you can keep Fair talking. Get uh, so I'm gonna try and document the journey on TikTok and Facebook and whatnot, mostly on TikTok because it's short Easy. clips. Uh, but I'm gonna be doing the insanity and the T25 workout again. Are you doing both? Well, I'm just I, I'm gonna start with T25 and see if I can get myself back into insanity. Jesus, those neighbors are super loud up there. Oh my gosh! <laughs> oh, it's a dog chasing a cat. Oh man, it sounds like a I man met, chasing a bigger man. Um, <laughs> and then I'm gonna, uh, and, and I'm lucky enough that we have our treadmill, so not everyone can do that. But right. you know, well, but we prioritized this treadmill for you a few years yeah. ago when um, we didn't know anything about the big picture here, but we knew that you had ADHD and that we knew that in the cold winter months, yeah, being able to exercise was going to be critical. And and I, would you take a moment and talk about? what this experience is like from a motivation standpoint. Yeah. So I feel like one thing I learned about myself, it's, and it's a, it's a weird thing to be shown a mirror by like a stranger to be like, do you, did you know that this thing is you? Kind of like when they said, did you know you're autistic? Well, that's what I'm saying. Did, did anyone ever tell you you're autistic or has anyone ever told you have ADHD? Uh, no one ever told me I have a dick huge disorder. 
<laughs> I always like that one. Thank you. Um, no, I, I, I just thought that I had a very peculiar way of doing things. Right. And now it, it's helpful knowing that I have special interests like movies and stuff like that. That right. it's like, okay, not everyone's interested in hearing about all those things. Socially navigating situations and stuff. It makes that a little bit more helpful. But then on the ADHD side of it, things being interesting and things being urgent mm-hmm. and just hearing the my weight and oh and and on top of that, finding out that I'm I basically have like high blood pressure now. Um my blood pressure every time I go to the doctor the last three t- times it, because if you take medication, especially for ADHD, you have to go to the doctor every three months because you're taking medication that is uh essentially Tracked by the government. The government's watching you. Well, as our doctor explained, they misclassified it early on. That's true. Uh, because, well, that's only... It's 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 true for you. If you were to take my medication, it would be bad. Right. If for me, it doesn't really... I mean, it does help me, but it doesn't make me... It's not like I don't get high or anything off of it. Well, no, no, because it's not recreational for you. No. Like, there's, so this is a conversation of brain chemistry. Like, your brain chemistry just is different it functions differently just like every other part of you know neurodivergent and that's okay but because of that the same chemical is going to like regulate you and would dysregulate me yes so i was going to say something and then you started talking doctor and and now they told you 85 pounds and urgent yes important um so the the blood pressure was really the kicker for me because that's something that my dad dealt with, and I think maybe you even talked about your dad had my dad high blood had, pressure. My dad died. And, of, yeah, yeah, and it's something. Gosh, sorry, one second. Cats attacking me, um, and the cat is now gone. <laughs> Rochelle beat it with a book. <laughs> Just kidding. She politely tapped it with a book. Um, <laughs> that's right. So I forgot again what I was saying. That's high what happens. Pressure. The high blood. Yeah. So it is important to me to get back to a comfortable weight um i i mean i'm 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 uncomfortable for many reasons number one being overweight you it affects your body like uh not to get too weird but like my sex drive is affected well it's hormonal and i never thought that would ever happen right never been like eh, i could do without it <laughs> yeah that is right that is so not me um i mean for just to cite an example, my uncle who passed away, but was he was overweight and he was just like, Don't take away my women and my whiskey. Oh, up until like the week he died. Till the very till the very end. Yeah. And I'm like, you could take it away. <laughs> <laughs> um just, and that's the other thing I'm gonna I'm gonna um no more drinking. Well you weren't really like okay, so to, when you say the word drinking Alcohol. I know, but to define that, like you weren't you were casual like you weren't really drinking like you weren't like drinking every day no but i mean it's been i it's been getting to the point where i've been like when declan's not with me mm-hmm. i'm like i'll have a beer so oh, I didn't yeah know that. Because, so like, i'm like before eh. your diagnosis of autism you were drinking a lot i was and then i stopped right because we didn't know we just knew that your adhd medication was wrong let me just tell you dr- the the drinking thing it is not easy to do by yourself no. to stop Oh, I thought you meant to drink by yourself. No, no, to drinking stop by yourself. Drinking. Yeah, to stop drinking by yourself is 
is no joke. No. And so um, I've limited it to the point where it's manageable. Mm-hmm. But I'm still like, oh, I just feel like, I'm like, should I need to feel like I want a beer? Well, so let me ask you right there. Is it because you're looking, you're searching for a way to relax? Or are you searching for some dopamine? Like, what do it's, you think you're searching probably, for? It's probably, I mean, I think first of all, it's anything. So I used to, there was that, when I started exercising, when I lost all that weight, lost 40 pounds in two months, I was like, I, I don't know, a flip switch. Yeah. A uh, switch flipped. A, sw- a flip switched? <laughs> I'm with you. I'm hey, dyslexic, dude. so, you know, for me, that's how but things I started, sound in my head. But I started, I was like, I'm going to eat better and... In ex- and I'm an exercise. So in exercising, like you don't feel like eating crap food because you're like, I just did all this work. You don't feel like drinking or anything like that because right. you you have you, you're burning up all this energy. You have a goal, and that's the thing for me. It's I think I in my head I keep thinking, okay, I want to do something really cool this year, and so I went skydiving. This was when two years ago, right? Or it's well, not two years ago, right? Yeah, twenty twenty twenty, yeah. And then last year, I was like, I'm going to do stand-up comedy. Right. And this deal. year, I, I've, I, I to, I've told myself, I'm like, every year I need to set, I need a goal that I need, something I need, to, I want to work on. Okay. And this year, it is getting back into shape. Okay. And staying in shape and being in shape for the rest of my life. I mean, this is really exciting for me because goal setting and goal seeking was something that you used to be able to do. And then, you know, as life got bigger and busier and, and your capacity shrank, you know, those were two things you, you really struggled with. So being able to watch you get back into the swing of like setting a goal and, 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 and actually seeking it or, or making steps towards it, it, it's a really big deal. And um, the other exciting thing is that anytime you set a goal and then you start setting steps towards achieving that goal, you're putting your executive function to the test. So, you know, I'm watching a lot of TikTok videos because I'm, I'm proud of you for documenting this on TikTok, but I do see a lot of people who are in that discovery phase a lot. They're like, oh, I just learned this as part of my ADHD. And you can see that they're traumatized by it. But I, I want to encourage anyone who's working with ADHD and ADD and, and you know, all the doctors and the, the neuroscience continues to say like ADHD and ADD in this regard is separate from autism. Like there are things you can do to improve the way that your brain functions. I don't, I don't know that, you know, you can totally take it away. I don't, I'm not saying that I'm not going there. I'm just saying you can do things to improve it. So it's not just like, Hey, you're wired completely different for life. This you can, you can make steps towards and you may have a big goal like this. And well, one of the biggest things that, I mean, it's, it's something I've been hiding from, I think, because I know how much work it is. And mm-hmm. now as I'm getting a little bit older, I'm not in my 20s anymore. Like when I was in my 20s, it was so much easier to just stop what you're doing, start getting in shape. Two right. months later, bam, I was in shape. Right. But now, you know, you hear so many people like, oh, your metabolism's screwed up yeah. and all this stuff. But I know that that's an excuse because it's an excuse I've made so many times in my life. Mm-hmm. And I was always a like, skinny kid. People right. were always like, oh, you're so skinny. And I think that when I got older and all of a sudden I was like, shit, I'm not skinny anymore. Right. Um, and it, a lot of it was because I was super active as a kid. You I was were, running everywhere yeah. and like playing and riding my bike or I was running. 
um, at school, I was always involved, like, you know, in, and as an adult, like, you don't, you know, unless you're living in Japan or something, like, where if you ever watch those or videos. New York, where you're doing a lot of walking. Well, I was just going to say, like, if you watch, like, Japanese people, like, there's videos of them, like, going on, they go onto the roof and they do, like, workouts and stuff, like, in the middle of the day. I don't know oh, if that's, that's true cool. for every person that lives in Japan, but I'm just saying that they seem to have a much better grasp on right. health. Right, and, they do. And, and, and their workplace. And balance, actually. Like, they have a yeah. work-life balance. That's what I'm saying. Thing. Like at my job, like if all of a sudden it was like, okay, it's 30 minutes of, of uh, exercise, right. we're all going to, you know, do, then I think that everyone would be a lot happier and healthier. Shoot, I think Spain's got the right idea or any country that has that siesta that where oh, yeah. you oh. take that two hours Let's off after Spain. lunch. The food sounds delicious and I'm getting hungry. Sorry, but it, it but they take two hours off of lunch, uh, two hours off, like the business is shut down and everyone goes home and they nap. And you know what that does for cortisol levels? Like that's a big deal. So, you know... The bit, but the point is that when you have a big idea like this, when you're organizing a plan, it's good to start with like just one step and then yeah. two steps and then three steps. Because at any point in time, if you try and do it all at one point, you'll you'll overwhelm yourself. Um, neurodivergent or neurotypical, but especially, you know, when you're working with ADD or ADHD. So just one, just one thing. So what was the first one? Making that one decision to put this into motion is probably the biggest hill to climb. So what was that for you? It was setting a date. Setting a date. Yeah. I, I wanted to give myself like a week to keep eating crap. Okay. And not exercising. Yep. Kinda so like that I could ease myself into it. Okay. So starting tomorrow, Monday. Okay. Um, I will have Declan, so we'll see how this goes. Right. But my plan is to do one you know, I'm going to start doing the calendar of the T25 uh, workout. Cool. And if he lets me do some walking, I'm going to do some walking. On the uh, treadmill? Yeah, the it, treadmill. you'd be a good example to set for him. Like, I'm going to start with the workouts and then I'm going to ease my way into it diet-wise. Okay. I don't want to like overwhelm myself like you said. I don't want to be like, I'm going to cut out everything that I'm right. eating that's bad. But the the one thing, I'm, I'm, I'm going to stop drinking soda. Okay. Um, Sugar. And, uh, and alcohol. Also sugar. Um, and I'm going to start working out. Those are the those are the big ones. Okay. And well, starting tomorrow. So today I'm going to finish eating my junk food pizza. And tomorrow we'll be eating chicken and salads or something. I don't know. I haven't okay. figured it out yet. Brussels sprouts. That sounds delicious. Yeah. Well, you know, <clears throat> we were told right off the bat that your nervous system, like your the way your brain it motivates self motivates is based on a completely different like set of rules right yes. so neurotypicals unlike the terminator <laughs> they have a reward what they call a reward and consequence which means that they can be motivated to do something to gain a reward or they can be motivated to do something to avoid a consequence right do those work for you like when you think about those things does okay what's the reward or will you do something to avoid a consequence or it, does that it, really factor in it depends Okay. What's more? You said more urgent, important, or interesting. That is that more of what drives you? Yeah, probably. So you're leading the witness again, Rochelle. I'm gonna say no. Yes I to was everything. at no. No, I mean because there. Are, yeah, sure. If the, the, but here's the thing: if something like let's say I was at work and my boss is like, okay, um, if we increase sales by X number of dollars, then Blake, you're gonna get a you know ten thousand dollar bonus or something. So, but then all of a sudden, that ten thousand dollar bonus to me sounds pretty interesting, right? And sounds urgent. So I'm gonna be, 
I'm not to say that I don't try to try hard now, but it's going to give, it gives me a goal. Right. Goals right. like help tremendously. And it's the, the hard thing is that it's hard to, I have to set the goal myself and That's, I have to be right. interested in the goal and I have to be motivated by the goal. So what if it wasn't a scenario where your boss gave it to you? Because in this example of working out, your doctor said, hey, you know. No one's telling me to exercise. That's the thing that's kind of weird to me is like I'm going to the doctor and they're like, oh, I think you might have high blood pressure. They haven't said anything. I don't know if it's just my doctor, but they haven't like offered like medication. They haven't really said anything. It just like when, when, when then when I go and I look at the um, the online portal, it's mm-hmm. like this dude is fat. And I'm like, wait, what? Oh. It says like all the stuff like she's taking notes uh-huh. and she doesn't really say anything to me. And then all of a sudden, like I look at the notes and it's like, uh, patient is obese. Wow. Yeah. So I was under the impression that the doctor had said something to you to no. create the sense of urgency. It's so, me. So my question is even more valid then. So you are the one that cr- that determined that this was urgent, important or interesting. What was the thing that. Where you just finally decided, yep, this is this. It is was my when 20- I heard when I heard the number of my weight, uh-huh. and then like when and so like they because the first thing you do you go in there they weigh you they're like wow you're fat and then you you they don't say that but like you say that to yourself and then you go and sit down and then they take your blood pressure and they go oh it's two hundred and seventy five over one hundred and fifty yeah or that's whatever fatal. the numbers that's are high. yeah and you're like is that what is that? I never, I never know what that. I know it's systolic and diastolic. Right. I don't know what either of them mean. I don't know which one's supposed to be first. Right. I just know that it's one twenty over eighty is there like you go. the goal, and you were probably much higher than that. Mine was like one forty-five over ninety-three or something. I mean, yeah, that's high. That's the range that I I keep finding myself in, and I'm on medication for it. But post COVID, this is a and so I was talking to a PA earlier, and I'll keep this really short. But my understanding, What's a PA, a physician's assistant. Okay. I'm someone I really, truly uh, respect. You have to remember in my world, a PA is a production assistant. Oh, I'm good to In know. the entertainment okay. industry. Good clarification. Yeah. Um, but this physician's assistant was saying that she was getting really frustrated because the amount of high blood pressure in this COVID world, like in the pandemic, not just from people who have recovered from COVID, which have uh, high blood pressure, but also just the increase of global anxiety and depression has uh, increased people's blood pressure. And I don't know if that's an assumption she's making or if that's from a medical report she's reading, but I know how well read she is. So I understand it to be coming from more of the data, but it's interesting to me that she, that your doctor didn't offer you medication. So you made the decision you helped, you found that moment of alarm where something became super urgent and, and see, as I go through, because I, I am, motivated a little bit differently i'm very interested in what motivates you and so it sounds to me like urgent another way of saying what is urgent is like what is threatening so your these numbers became threatening well yeah because i i want to live yeah my dad died when he was like 61 or 62 mm-hmm. how old was your dad my dad lived three weeks past his 59th birthday okay so but close to the same age mm-hmm. um but to call him 59 is like, you know, like by like barely, like he yeah. sneezed into 50. He basically made an agreement to live to see the Super Bowl and he didn't watch it. He listened to it. And then, yeah, that was whatever. But then so, I'm he- but then I'm hearing like all these relatives, like my, my mom, uh, my mom's aunt. So my great aunt, she just passed away. She was like 90 something. Oh, this is the one in. In Kentucky. Right. Okay. That passed away. My, my aunt Rose. Right. And, uh. 
God rest her soul. And and then my like my grandfather lived. To, it, so that's that's the thing that like I I for I have this horrible sense of dread that looms over me all the time. Like I'm I could be sitting there just watching Declan play, and I'm like, we're all gonna be dead someday. It's the worst fucking feeling. I can never decide if that's like because you're neurodivergent or because you're just like a master Scorpio because that's a total master Scorpio thing to do. Yeah. I know you're not into the plan and it doesn't I'm matter, not. but but it's a total master Scorpio thing to do. Like yeah, all it's, it's every horrible. Scorpio I know, like I just want to sit there and, and enjoy like my son. Yeah, playing and you we're should. playing with play dot and I do. I try, but then I'm sitting there and I'm just like, both of us will be dead someday. Isn't that fucked up? Yeah. Like it's it's a really weird. Not to bring everyone down. <laughs> Sorry to bum everyone out. We're all gonna live forever. Well, so, so actually. Oh, but you know what? For context, to, to that point though. Right. My aunt is is sick. Right. And and she's pa- apparently she will be passing away any day. Right. Um, and then on the fl- so on the flip side of that, like my cousin and her, you know, three other people, three people saw the ghost, I guess, of like my, of my aunt's husband who passed away. Sure. And like when I hear stuff like that, I just, I'm like, I don't know what to believe, but I I think I, and I'm not a religious person, but I understand religion because it sounds lovely. Okay. Like if he's, because it sounds like there's something else. Well, and that doesn't even have to be connected to religion. Yeah. No, but I'm just saying as far as, but it is very, very that's that's pretty connected to religion. I I don't believe. Well, you said it yourself in one of our earlier episodes. Like matter, or is it matter? It can never be created or destroyed. It just transforms. So yeah, the, but that know. but that's like but that's that's and that's cute. You know, like oh, I'm trees. I'm, tre- I'm trees. I'm trees now. But, I don't think it goes into. Trees, but I'm saying but like but the idea of being a ghost or sounds s- awesome. Or soul. Yeah. But I'm saying because you're still around. Your soul can your, transcend your consciousness. Your body. Absolutely. The, that's the thing I think more than anything is the idea of your consciousness living on sounds amazing. And I I know and and then, like I said I'm not religious because I don't ascribe to any particular religion, but and if you do, you know, that's awesome. Yeah, because I'm not trying all. to rag on anyone's religion, but no, just for me, all. I also don't I'm not like an atheist or anything. Right. You know, but, but if but you're an atheist, you, I don't want to rag on you either. No, I think who knows? I think all perspectives are welcome. You know, it's yeah. like every every color in the rainbow is welcome. It's just that's one right. of those things that except it's, purple. Well, that's it's his favorite Declan's color. Declan's favorite color. <laughs> it's also the I'm color of the kidding. higher thought and purple's, the higher chakra. Purple's lovely. No, so but what you are summing up here is kind of why this moment in the doctor's office did become urgent to you yeah because, because immediately i started thinking about my own demise exactly so you're painting the background of sort of the feelings that <laughs> run blake run fatty <laughs> run toward health <laughs> run. that's what it, that's what it is well and in the peak of of the chaos you know when when you were underdiagnosed and incorrectly medicated one of the things you did struggle with a lot was whether or not this was just you were so miserable in your own body life was so difficult you were so you know chemically just destroyed in so many ways and you were trying to function you're running an entire place by yourself like in the middle of a pandemic oh by the way there's a pandemic going on yeah and um we and and we had a family member in our house with with the virus at the beginning when no one knew anything so because it was very 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 scary and there were many times like and and you were drinking to cope with all of it and you would talk about your own death at that point. It was very traumatizing for me because I had no idea if that was truly going to happen. I mean, here we are two years later. I didn't, I truly didn't know if you were going to survive that experience, if you were going to live long enough 
for us to find the diagnosis. Spoiler alert, I made it. <laughs> Thank God. Thank goodness. No, but it's but I I mean I can laugh about it now, but it was terrifying at the time. It was absolutely right. terrifying. So to hear that you're taking this not just seriously, but that you're getting excited about it and you're turning it into something that... Oh, I'm not looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to the part where... It's like anything. I'm looking forward to the end where I'm in shape. Sure. And then I have to keep in shape. That's the biggest thing. Yeah, but That's you know, the part that's going to be, I think, the hardest. But no, I think the part that's going to be the most challenging because what exercise actually changes your brain. They have shown that one of the best drugs for your brain is exercise because of the the brain chemistry. Well, I'm going to be snorting it here pretty soon. <laughs> Stick I it to my veins. To, I was trying to find the article because I, I just read all about it in, um, a, there's an ADD, sorry, what's it called? Attitude Magazine online article that talked all about exercise as one of the best drugs that you can um, utilize to balance out brain chemistry, especially for ADD and especially for dual diagnosis with, dual, with uh, autism and ADHD. So I thought especially of you, and I didn't know you were going to do this at the time. So I was just reading it going, wow, this is this makes a lot of sense. And I can't remember any of the details to be effective and interesting. But well, that was that was really helpful then. I know. But the point is that it will actually help you and it can be one of those positive routines that you can strive for. I mean, I remember when you were starting this T25 the first time. You were very dedicated to it. Like even if you had to go back to work to finish some rush order because an employee failed or whatever, you would come home and you would exercise and we would move all the furniture and you would, you know, take care of yourself, um, which is a big demonstration of self-love, like putting your needs first. And then you'd go back to work. Sometimes I go in the bathroom and I demonstrate. Oh, self-love. stop, 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 stop. <laughs> you mean what? Like, I, I like bathe. shower? Yeah. Yeah. I bathe. <laughs> Soap. <laughs> I bathe myself. Perfect. Well, would you think something dirty? Ah, uh, well, you, you know, I just, I'm excited to see where this goes, and and it's, but it, more importantly, in, how do I say this? Like, Gently. Where we are right now, just through the last two years of all the indecision, all the fear, all the everything that's been going on with the pandemic, the shutdowns, the isolation, the, you know. All the new variants, the never-ending curveballs. It's really inspiring to see that you're finding something like this that's motivating you in a direction that can bring some real positive change. Because that's right. that is an example. That I'm an inspiration. We need more of. No, we do. It's <laughs> not the easiest thing. You know. I'm being facetious because part of me is like, I am an inspiration, aren't I? But that, I'm not an inspiration yet because I tomorrow is when I start working out. Right now I'm a pre, uh, pre inspiration, which sounds like perspiration, but it's so. Not. What I I actually think that this probably hit the trifecta of your decision making. So the the doctor gave you your weight and that made it urgent because of everything that you were you expressed in the background, um, and then tomorrow and a week from now and a month from now when you need to continue you need to daily motivate yourself to continue this routine at that point following this routine will become important because it will be part of a decision you've already committed to right so that will change this routine from being urgent to being important i really think that giving yourself goals and due dates is super important and you we said all, that about your comedy too. we all need goals to 
to keep ourselves focused. I think once you complete a goal, you got to set another goal. Or before you even finish with a goal, you got to make sure that you got the next goal kind of like out there ready to You're go. You're actually bringing me right to my next point because oh, once you once you're using this, you know, long-term goal. Well, I finished I didn't finish comedy. It's not like I've conquered comedy. No, but you know, you But, but I did you what did I wanted con- I wanted to do comedy and I I want to keep doing it. Um but I think that the biggest step was doing it. Just right. like this is like getting in shape is mm-hmm. the getting on stage and doing comedy. Like getting sure. to that, all the practice that comes up into that point when you get on stage, it's like, ta-da, right. I, here I am and I'm in shape now. And then after that, it's like you got to go to, you know, you have to go to open mics and you have to keep fine tuning your thing. Right. That's what makes it interesting is that you have to continue like working through the process. Right. And so it's important because it'll be part of a decision you're already committed to and it's important to you. And so now that you've you know, included that piece, now it feels interesting. And it when it feels interesting, it feels safe and creative, open and inquisitive. You're excited to see your potential to expi- expand kind of the potential of where you can take this. So I think the fact that you're going to share your journey on, um, that was a dog jumping TikTok. off the cuff. Yeah. So that makes it interesting. You've added a, an element of like, hey, I can take my journey and do this. So it's not just about completing the journey but it's also about being able to share the viewpoint i have to shift because my entire leg is falling apart okay i mean falling asleep okay michelle has a sleepy butt cheek <laughs> no my entire leg fell asleep like i can't feel my are we are we ready to move on to pop pop minute sure where are we yeah we can move on to pop minute and again pop minute and news minute now will be longer because i'm actually doing some research so the first thing we, we kind of touched on it we talked about that the Shark Tank episode, and they had the um, oh, oh shoot. And I sent, I it, sent to it to my mom. I sent it to myself because they have educator ones or they have educator packs. They're called Calm Strips. Calm Strips. That's right. Now, I'm not we're not associated with them in any way, shape, or we form. We have no affiliation to any company. But for me, more than in, more than point. anything, I was kind of just like, it's really like it's surprising to me. What it is is it's these little. It looks pieces like a band They look like exactly. They look like little band aids, and they have different textures on them mm-hmm. like sandpaper mm-hmm. textures with really cool designs and it's supposed to be something you stick you know people put them on their keyboards they put them on their desk and it's something that you'd like rub with your thumb yep. to help yourself calm down and my first thought was okay this is stupid and then they started talking about how much money they were making and i was like okay why didn't i think of this so i under- i was talking to a friend earlier um a couple weeks ago and she said and her son's 18 now but um also has he's a level two autistic and um, she said there was a mat that he would sit on during school. And he would constantly, and it had the same kind of idea, like it had a, a, a texture to it. And so he could constantly just rub the mat. And that was calming and soothing for him. And so it sounds like, you know, 20, 25 years ago when there weren't a lot of these solutions that now these are becoming more compact. They're taking the concepts of, you know, hey, you need something to constantly work. Now, it's very tactile. Yeah, and making the act it of more sub- subduing your anxiety, more mobile, you know, as making opposed to it using less. some kind of medication. I think the medication can be helpful, but I think in the not, it, it's like one of the things that um, that's where I, I was kind of like, nah, I don't know how I feel about them, but I feel like I wouldn't completely write it off. Well, you know, those is that there's breathing exercises that you can do yeah. that are free. Yeah. Uh, it's like you count this, that, and the other thing, you know. So it's like breathe one, two, three, out. 
two, three, four, five. Well, and they six, say the seven, so that's eight, the extended two, out breath, three, four, or that's whatever it is. The extended out breath you just mentioned, where it's a longer exhale than it is an inhale. That's yeah. part of the polyvagal theory, and it's um. Who's poly? Polyvagal theory. It's Who's she? Polyvagal. It's not a person. It's a nerve. Oh, sounds like a woman name. Her name's. Mrs. Vagal. No, she, no, the polyvagal theory. The vagus nerve is part of the central nervous system's response to fight or flight. So the polyvagal theory is one of the ways that you can actually disrupt that autonomic nervous system response to putting you into fight or flight. And you can force the breathing because you can intentionally change your breathing and disrupt that fight or flight sequence that's going on in your body. And so that extended out breath uh, where you extend your out breath three, four seconds longer than your inhale, it actually shifts your body. It's Remember, we've talked about that being a, a, flat, a light switch also, where you're either in fight or flight or in rest and digest, like you can't be in both and there's no gray, it's black or white, you're in one or the other. So what you were just talking about, that extended out breath, if you're in fight or flight and you consciously decide to do that, you will flip your central nervous system into rest and digest and calm your body down. See? So you don't need these little band-aid guys. But in combination, I'm sure they're they're if maybe very maybe event- it's like therapeutic cuz you're rubbing the band-aid you're breathing at the same time or well, something. Well, cuz you're changing your focus to the to the little calming strip. Right. And changing the focus inside your body cuz remember it's not just like it's not like oh, I'm choosing to think about something else. This is it's a biological response like your digestion um, shuts off when you're in fight or flight. The blood is actually taken from our stomach and pushed to our, our outer muscles because so that you have the energy to run away. Like your breathing becomes more shallow. Your pupils dilate. The neurochemicals change. The hormones change. You go into high cortisol. Like all these things. You're so smart, Rochelle. Look at all the words you know. Oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Try. I'm just sitting there here like, what, what does cortisol do? Cortisol is a, it's like adrenaline. It's one of those hormones that you need in fight or flight. Now, the problem is if you're living in fight or flight, then cortisol is a bad word because it adds that belly fat right to your stomach because you're not burning it. Like you're ah. storing it all. So it's just, it's annoying for women. Um, we deal with a lot of cortisol issues when we're stressed out. So gotcha. Weren't we doing Pop Minute? How the hell did we get on cortisol? We never, we never got past it. You, pop you said Shark Tank, and I did because that's <laughs> we part went, of pop culture. We went off. So now I know. We'll so the calming strip. So taking the calming strip and combining it with the breathing exercise is brilliant. Well, me, we'll see. Because you said but that you, you were going to the- try those, so I, I, maybe I'll steal one from you and that's I'll calm, fine. My, I'll calm myself by rubbing my strip every once in a while. <laughs> Get my strip on. <laughs> Make sure there's context to that. There's there was total context in the, in, the, in, in the way that I just said that. Yes, you did. Everyone that's listening understands what I'm. Yes, saying. Yes, I know. Um, one of the things uh, before I actually get into the official pop minute stuff, yeah. because there's like literally th- some things I wanted to just read that are kind of like pop culture and not sure. necessarily related to autism or you know neurodivergence or anything like that. Okay. Um, and, but it is a pop culture type thing. And I think that it's interesting. Uh, so both, and I'm, I'm, sh- I'm ashamed to say it, but one of my guilty pleasures is the bachelor and the bachelorette. Mm. Um, most, I blame you for this. I, I know, right. Mostly. Uh, so I'm, I'm a member of bachelor nation. <laughs> <laughs> no, take it back. Blake. I am too though. Um, now it's just train wreck after train wreck. It's so beautiful to watch these, these like crazy, uh, people. In all the, I mean, the, the last few seasons have been 
more entertaining because of how quickly they're it's eliminating drama. It's the most drama. dramatic season of The Bachelor in history of Bachelor. Right. Um, but this uh, last episode, episode two or three, I guess the last Both two episodes. Both actors carries over. Uh, just wanted to briefly okay. kind of touch on something because it's interesting to see it in in a, in a way when you don't see you don't see like other than if you watch something like um, Love on the Spectrum where mm-hmm. it's like just about like being autistic mm-hmm. you know and then you had parenthood you remember parenthood i loved parenthood. and 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 the I don't, I don't remember max was autistic yep and that that wasn't that wasn't the main part of the show right so this is another instance where it's not a main part of the thing but it becomes like a focus in different increments right because this woman elizabeth was talking about uh or basically saying she was being kind of chastised and and then picked on by this woman Shanae and she was like uh and she meaning Shanae was like um you know you're not focusing on me and you weren't paying attention to me when we were talking and um you were just talking to this other person and you weren't paying attention to me and so Elizabeth says well I'm sorry I have ADHD it's really hard for me to focus sometimes and immediately I was like oh shit Right, like and this she is was very sincere. I was proud of Elizabeth. It took a lot of trust. Elizabeth, Elizabeth, it took. <laughs> don't pick on me. Sorry, <laughs> I can't help it. I know my little human autocorrector. I'm so sorry. Um, but Elizabeth was being vulnerable, and she trusted this information because she thought she was talking to a friend. Because apparently, the two of them were like becoming friends before this moment in time. Right. But the biggest part of it was that all of a sudden, Shanae, like, they show, like, the interviews with them, and she's like, oh, ADHD, her ADHD has ADHD, ADHD, this and that. Oh, she was And just started, like, hurtful. basically talking crap about her having ADHD, and then they all were sitting together, and, um, like, a bunch of the women were sitting together, Elizabeth and Shanae included, and then Shanae's like, well, you're the one that said I have ADHD, so she just, like, outs her right. with this, you know... This thing that maybe she doesn't necessarily want everyone to know. And it's like, do you want to talk about all my other health uh, issues that right. I don't necessarily want everyone to know about? Like, be like if you were like, I'm on my period or something. But it's not just to a or group of people. It's on national As a dude, TV. if you're like, I have erectile dysfunction. Like, if you're just right. like talking about some health issue that you maybe can trust to someone. And then they're like, hey, you were just talking about erectile dysfunction. Well, Shanae clearly doesn't understand what ADHD is. And she thought Elizabeth was using it as an excuse. So well, and then she starts saying, oh, well, I have ADHD too. Well, right, she's mocking it because she didn't have any real understanding. So she just thought, oh, I'm not going to be able to get my way over this. She wanted to criticize Elizabeth and she wanted Elizabeth to have to grovel. I'm just assuming based yeah. on the way it's edited and the way that Sinead's presenting herself in her individual um, interviews. It just makes it sound like she just wants total control and total compliance over Elizabeth and her actions, which is, you know, something we've seen in the past. That's actually bullying behavior. Yeah. But Elizabeth... That's the thing that's crazy, is that she's actually... Janae is the bully uh-huh. and is trying to make it seem like she's Elizabeth the is the bully. Bullied. But that's common. It That's a reverse. That's common. And using her ADHD against I, her? Uh-huh. But see, so usually unfair. the attacker... Like, if there's someone... And I'll, use, I'll, I'll just separate out from this, this example for a minute and say... Let's say that in a relationship, one person is accusing the other consistently of, a, of, of cheating on them usually the one that's doing all of the blaming like and the accusing is the one who's cheating right out of guilt out of guilt because the brain doesn't love like the brain and and lies it's a very tricky kind of thing the way it works and so the brain has a way of inadvertently outing itself because it can't really keep secrets that way so shanae is doing the same thing she's outing herself by 
by projecting onto Elizabeth, but doing it in a really, really untasteful way. Like I am very, uh, I was so pissed. I was ticked. I was like, oh my gosh, but they chose to edit it in there. So they're allowing, I think my, my personal opinion is they're giving Sinead just enough rope to hang herself because she's being very disrespectful and it's not just going to be to Elizabeth. It's going to be to a large part of our population. Well, and you see that the, um, in, in so many different, like I was, I watched that Bo Burnham stand up inside and at the beginning, at the beginning, is he the puppet guy? No. Who's Bo Burnham? Bo, isn't that his name? Bo Burnham? I thought that was his name. Oh, I'm sure you're right. I'm just trying to remember. You're thinking of, uh, Jeff Dunham. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah all right. I got gotcha. you. Bo Burnham. Oh, Jeff stay Dunham. On track. Um, you're gonna get me all screwed up now. Anyway, so at the beginning of the, it's a Netflix. I think it was a Netflix special. At the beginning, it always. It's weird, like the things that they didn't say when we were kids. Mm-hmm. Now, if there's like smoking, it'll say like smoking, and then so then this one, I don't remember what everything it said. It just you know, it'll say like language violence. I mean, smoking. it's a sensitive. Mental health is a sensitive topic, and it talks about suicide. He talks about suicide in his right. special, and it talks about that, but. On this episode, I was kind of, I'm not like that sensitive about it to where if someone, like if someone was on a show or interview and there were like people that have autism or idiots or something, like if they said some really fucked up stupid thing, mm-hmm. I would just be like, you're an idiot. Like I, I You could brush it off. You'd have yeah, the perspective But there was something about the way that this was presented. And of course, I know that's the editing and they're doing it to like fire people but up. But Sinead's also making the comments. Like She is not... saying the things. She is saying the things and she is looking like a complete ass. But it's like, if you don't know, you know, like when I've heard people say like, oh, ADHD, that's not even a real thing. Well, there's always denial. So anytime, I'm just going to say this blanketly. Anytime, so, and I'm actually seeing this a lot in our in our mom's support groups, there people are constantly denying and, and met with when you're met with denial, instead of getting defensive about the fact that you're being met with denial. And I, I had to face this myself because, you know, when I started to work on this path with you, it's not like I had, you know, people jumping behind me going, yeah, I think you're right. I had most of your family telling me I was wrong. And it was and it, denial is actually a stage of grief. It's also just a river in Egypt. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. But it is a stage of grief. So I think what helped me was putting that into perspective. And so now when I see people jump to denial and they, oh, well, th- maybe that means they're not autistic or maybe it means they're not epileptic or, you know, whatever the thing is that you're being denied for. I started to recognize that just like I can look at Shanae and go, wow, you are very uneducated you have control and self-esteem issues and you're projecting this thing onto Elizabeth and thank God Elizabeth has a, you know, a strong character and she's handling herself very well. I can say the same thing about that sense of denial when I'm confronted with it. Like, well, that's part of the grieving process and that's a very big complex emotion. So take your time with that. I'm not going to take it personal. I now have some distance. I can audit my own process versus just emotionally reacting to it because I'm not being instantly validated or supported or you know walked through with some level of care like I want so it's helpful to understand that that is just it's part of grief yep okay are we ready for the pop minute now oh the bachelor wasn't it no that was that was the pre-pop minute (laughs) I love this yes go ahead this is the official pop minute you're keeping me on my toes Blake pop minute I'm gonna need another cup of tea oh no cup of tea okay nerds listen up 
Lord of the Rings, The Rings of Power is set to premiere sometime in the next decade. No way. Yep. Wait, next decade? I just said that because I don't know exactly when it's oh. going to come out. Um, Amazon Prime Video... <laughs> Shut up. Amazon Prime Video has created a new series set in the second age of Middle Earth, which means Sauron is alive and well, and there may even be a few surprise characters popping into the frame from time to time. I'm going to have to relearn that whole cast. Well, who knows? Like, because, I don't know any of but them it, But it's like... Um, Oh, what's his name? I can't think of I can't think of any of the characters. Names. I get. I don't know, I don't I don't know if know. anyone else gets confused. Like when you watch shows, like if you watch Game of Thrones, if you watch Lord of the Rings, where there's just tons and tons of characters. I mean, I got lost on Game of Thrones. Harry Potter is the only one I could keep everybody straight. I can remember a lot of the characters from Harry Potter because I read all the books. Right, me too. Um, a few times. I was obsessed with the books. I mean, I was to the point where, and forgive me, people, but I would, I would, I was reading the books so much to try and like catch up. Right. Because once I was like, oh, this is interesting to me, uh-huh. um, I would anyway. If I would leave to drive somewhere, I would read while I was driving. Oh, you used to tell me that. Yeah, yeah that's would, scary. Yeah, because I would. I was dating a girl in Oceanside, right, and I lived in I Corona, so it was a two-hour drive to it go see her each weekend. It was not. Um, but you were driving while you were reading. Yeah, I was reading while I was driving. Okay. I wasn't driving while <laughs> I was reading. <laughs> It's like, Wait, do you want the, a little bit more? What's the distinction? Cream in your sh- in your sugar, or cream and cream in your coffee, or coffee in your cream? Oh, I like just a little bit of coffee in my creamer. Yeah. Yeah. See, like that kind of thing. Yeah. So I was I was reading while I was driving. It okay. Was, but it's it's you know it's, it's like, like is this Bill, like at the red light stuff or uh, is Bill, this like Bill Maher made it no like I would be on the freeway and be like I would look down look up 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 gives me a heart attack and just read and I would just plow through books. I used oh, to you're read. You're a fast reader, anyways. Though I'm not. I feel like a slow reader, but oh, I was no, reading. No, no. I was. I mean, this is like I used to read a book a day, almost. While while driving. No, just in general. Oh. I would just pick up a. I would go to the. I would go to Borders before they got closed. You know, because now we have the internet and everything. Um, but you know, it was the main competitor to Barnes and Noble, I believe. Right. And they would have these amazing, of course, they would have amazing discounts because I didn't know that they were probably going out of business, but I would, because <laughs> I started reading comic books and stuff at one point too, but I would go there and I would just grab a bunch of books that I thought would be interesting and I would just be like, oh, I'm sit down and read this Elmore Leonard novel. Um, wow. And, and I can't do and that. I would just sit there and, I don't know, 300 pages just and read the whole thing in yeah, a day. I am not that fast. But it wasn't reading like in an afternoon. It was like I'd start, I'd get up in the it's morning, still, have breakfast, read a book. Hours. And then be done by dinner. Yeah, that's not common. Well, but it takes dedication. And some fast reading skills. Okay. Maybe it's just me because with my dyslexia, I, I have to read slower. And certain fonts are just like, screw it. I can't. I also mentioned um, Game of Thrones for a second. Uh, Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. Uh, what if I told you they were making a live action remake of that film? Ooh, depends on who's in it. Any thoughts? So I'm, I'm the the woman that's playing so they're they cast a Latina I can't remember her name do I did I write that in here I don't think I did okay. so Snow White's gonna be uh, a Latina nice I can't say that word I just said it really funky okay. but um, Snow White will not be white cool and so that's progressive but the one but the it, so Peter Dinklage had some thoughts oh Peter Dinklage is uh, probably most famous for his role as Tyrion Lannister in the HBO show Game of Thrones. I like him as Mr. Betterman in The Croods. Okay. 
the new age. For those that do not know, Peter is a terrific actor who also happens to be four foot five. Yes. He made some comments in a podcast interview that I read on BuzzFeed and it got me thinking. Apparently they cast, oh, and I said that, I just said that. They cast a Latina in the role of Snow White, so that's good, progressive. However, as Dinklage points out, it's still Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, which is hardly progressive. It's like, do they need to be dwarves? Could they call it Snow White and the Seven Men? Dinklage's point, I believe, is that the stature of a character should not be, in his words, the dominant character trait. He says it's not his character, dominant character trait. He goes on to call it bad writing. So I, and this was before I found out more interest, more information about this is that said, come on, Disney, what are you, what are you doing? And they immediately came out and were like, no, no, we're being progressive. We're, mm. we're, we're doing something different. You'll see. Well, just keep an open mind about it then. I like yeah. that. So it's interesting. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. I, I'll keep an open mind. Um, I mean, it's an old story. I mean, it's just like when uh, Declan likes Dumbo, the cartoon. Right. And when you watch that and you have those those the birds and yeah. they all have like the old kind of. Yeah. I'm not a fan of the old cartoon. Like racist version. voices and stuff and right. like the songs and stuff. Right. And stereotypical at least. Yeah. Stereotypical. Um, that when they they would have done that in the live, like the live action Dumbo, no, no one would have been no, cool no, with that. No. Um, so that ends Pop Minute. Now it's time for News Minute. News Minute. Yes, that's right. Let's go. Tensions with Russia are increasing in the first time in recent memory. The Biden administration eyes possible deployment to Eastern Europe with an estimated one to 5,000 troops. The active deployment would be in order to deter Russia from crossing the border into the Ukraine. There have been warnings of a Russian invasion of the Ukraine as the Russians have amassed tens of thousands of troops at the Ukrainian border. Moscow, however, denies the allegations that there is a coming invasion. The United States will continue diplomatic measures with Russia in an ongoing effort to thwart military combat. I wrote that myself. Not bad, huh? Not bad. I didn't know that was going on. Yeah, you got to pay attention to the news. I mean, I heard, I'd seen a little bit. I haven't, yeah. Wow. Scary stuff. And in the winter, too. That sucks. Yeah. The federal trial has begun for the three ex-officers charged in the death of George Floyd. Really? More on that as it develops. Yes. I did not know that. That started Monday, I believe. Okay. So I have to look more into it next week. Okay. Um, two more things. Uh, also this week, a Dutch tourist was detained by police after doing the Nazi salute in front of Auschwitz, the concentration camp, which is located in Poland. Oh, the no. woman's husband was taking her picture as she posed with the salute. She was reported by the guards and later arrested. While the woman claims it was a, quote, an, in, an ill-considered joke... She could have faced up to two years in prison, but will likely just may pay a small fine. So can you believe in this day and age someone would do the Nazi salute as a joke in front of Auschwitz? I, I know people who would misclassify that as sarcasm. How it what? There's just there's I think that there's. It's literally a it, it is it. It, it is it against is, Polish law. It is incredibly offensive to do. She and, could have gone to prison. Yeah. And the fact that she wrote it off as a joke is just like. That's almost as insulting. It was a joke. There's, there should never be a joke. Well, and so I go on to say... Oh, no. <laughs> according to history, 1.1... No, 1.1 million men, women, and children were murdered there. Right. And I have a sense of humor and think you should be able to joke about anything. Okay. But there's a time and certainly a place, and I don't think this woman made a very good decision. I Yikes. would agree with you. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. I would agree. Very... And we walked, we went to that museum. When we were in, uh, oh, Washington, we went to the Holocaust DC. Museum. Yeah, it yeah. was, it was a. Um, That's a very. If you go to Washington D.C., wasn't he like? Didn't yep. have him on a baby. He came with um, us, like a chest strap thing, like yeah, something like that. I remember there was a moment. Yeah, I don't want to. Yeah, that was a tough place. It was 
it's interesting because you get there and they give you like this little passport right. with a person's picture in it. Right. And then as you walk through the museum, you find out whether or not the, and then they're real people, real right. people, the real story. And you find out whether or not they, they lived, lived at, the end. Yeah. at the end. I mean, of course they're all dead it's just now. What we do to each other when we don't, want to take the time to understand each other it's just really cruel and i think that just needs obviously it needs to change and i just hope it does but it just seems like to some degree we just keep picking new reasons to isolate people and and make their lives difficult with social judgment i mean this is this is an entire culture i mean now you've got the in some of the the groups i'm in with moms i mean they're just feeling isolated and and picked on and and teachers and not all teachers obviously but there's just to be ridiculed and to be um so badly mistreated by a fellow human being is just when is it going to end yeah on that note (laughs) 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 finally Ah. the sats the scholastic aptitude test will be shorter starting in 2024 and will be available to take online the College Board made this announcement this week, and according to students who participated in the pilot-tested SAT in November of 2021, 80% of students said they found it less stressful. But did they? How are they going to stop? I, my heart still hurts. Let me finish, and then you can... Okay. Um, 100% of educators reported a positive experience, of course. Cause it's yeah, because no one's doing it. Well, yeah, it's got to be easier. It's now two hours instead of three. Okay. I never had to take the SATs in high school. I found a loophole. And still got into good college. I went to community college. This is a note for you with your, you know, if any of you have uh, kids in general and, you know, hopefully college eventually becomes like. Well, standardized testing is incredibly anxiety producing. Like you're talking about having to process complicated questions in the moment and produce a, a result you know, in a timed environment. Now, hopefully you're on top of your 504 plans or your IEPs and you can request, you know, a special accommodation and get longer um, time to process those things. I know that's something that, that is available that we're pursuing down the road with Declan, but you know, they're still stressful tests. Well, no, what I was going to say is that, um, so I went to community college for a few years and I used my, I got good grades and then I used my essay writing skills to get into UC Riverside's film school. Mm-hmm. And the SATs are no longer required by many schools in, con- in the country as more than 1,800 schools have dropped requirements for the SAT and the ACT. I did not know that. And so it's been, this has been something that's being mocked on a lot of the talk shows. They're talking about, you know, I think it was on like Colbert or mm. something like that, that it was like one of the questions was like, if, uh, if one student creates a TikTok account on March 7th, and another student started, you know, it's like, you know, the, the old question, the old joke was like, if train A leaves the station right. at, at at 1500 hours um you know are we gonna be dumbing are we dumbing down is this is this us dumbing ourselves down by by removing these requirements or is it making things more realistic and we're changing with the times i don't i don't know how to answer that i need the answer rochelle come on i don't i don't know i my heart is still really like caught up in our last i'm still feeling all my feelings from all the last conversation but okay i don't know the answer to that because um what i do know about the next three years is that there will be big shifts to structures that have been in place for a long time that just straight up don't work anymore and we're going to watch some of those crumble and we're going to 
work to rebuild them and we're just going to sit there and go, you know what, like this whole thing just doesn't work anymore. Like maybe it's healthcare. I don't know. The education system definitely needs some help. Not that they haven't been through hell in the last two years. They have. They've worked through it. But um, the pandemic isn't the only thing they need to continue adjusting for. So, you know, people are concerned about our financial markets. There's a lot of different things that I can see shape shifting over the course of these next three years. Um, so it's it, I don't know whether we're being dumbed down or whether we're finally just going to create a society that works for who we are now. I mean, that's always my prayer is that we take an honest look look at everyone, account for everyone and say, where, where are we really? You know, we have to rethink this. Like we have to innovate this. It's, It's time to raise the quality of these systems and be more inclusive. And it's not just a neurodivergent, neurotypical thing. We need to be more inclusive across the board. Right. You know, cultures. Um, well, it is a cultural it has been a cultural thing. I think that's one of the reasons that a lot of the these schools dropped the uh, ACT and SAT requirements because, you know, in uh, communities where people of color don't necessarily have access to the same, um, what's the word I'm looking for? You know, like they don't necessarily always have access to, like, test prep and stuff like you would have in, in other in communities. Rural areas also. True. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So it's 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 in, it's an imbalanced. Right. The system's it's imbalanced. imbalanced. For but reasons. if you put it online, I mean, the internet now is inexpensive. How are they going to prevent cheating? Well, they're and they're also. I guess they're letting you like now. You can use a calculator the entire time. I mean, honestly, they need to be able to let you use a calculator. One of the things I'm always a little bit envious of is uh, that ADHD superpower that you have of being able to do like mental math without a calculator. Yeah. So one of the cool things is that was that happened one time. It was I just got it lucky. You just. I'm got not it. really. I'm not really that good at math. Okay, but there are people who are like there okay, are people who mental math like and it's it's an ADHD superpower is that they can just computate math. It the downside is when they're asked to show their work and it's because they they're doing intuitive math, which is a real thing. Um, I have the opposite of that. I have um, dyscalculia, which means the math concepts are like jello in my brain, but there are, you know, multiple sides of that. So I don't know if that helps you with the ACT and the SAT, but taking away that step pressure, that third hour, I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm interested. Look, innovation for the sake of innovation is, it, it starts with experimentation. So Michelle's telling everyone to take drugs. Oh my gosh. Smoke up. I'm not when I'm no, if you want the best the best I'm just joking. Okay. I would have said the best dra- the best <laughs> drug is exercise. That's what I'm gonna start doing, but tonight I'm smoking it up. I'm just kidding. I can't do that. No, no, you're not. Um that's interesting. Well, okay, so my mind is pretty blown at this point. That's a lot of there information I did not um yep. really anticipate. <laughs> see didn't know that did you nice i'm super sad that his swimming class got canceled oh, today me too yeah i was hoping that the repetition of him going back there today and kind of st- i was hoping we could get through more of the class without him breaking down into tears just yeah. you know that's i was reading about it too and and just like i was like is it normal and absolutely normal for a kid even just a, a neurotypical kid to cry during a, a swimming lesson. Just a brand, especially a brand new one. Like he had no yeah. frame of reference for that and, and he couldn't see us. And 
you know, because of the way the drop off worked, I didn't have a chance to tell him where we were going to be. And so he just felt alone. And, you know, that's the one of the definitions of trauma is just experiencing something alone. And he felt alone. Yeah. In that. We got to remember next time to point out the other parent. So right. that he knows where we are. Right. Well, we'll learn. I mean, that's evolution, right? We learn. Yeah. It's a tough lesson. All wow. right. Are we done for the day? Yeah. Are we, do we know what we're going to call this? What are we doing? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. We all need goals. Cool. What do you think? Something like that. Sure. Run toward health. Those are the two <laughs> that I wrote down. Oh, okay. You got run, it. run toward health and we all need goals. Cool. Okay. It's going to be one of those maybe. Maybe it'll be something different because you'll, yeah. you'll be like, I don't like, I don't like that. That's stupid. I don't think they're stupid. Oh, well, we'll, all right, well, we'll nice. think about it. So cool. All right. Um, well, this wh- is episode twenty-five. What? Twenty-five. Sorry, that was episodes. super high. That was super high. Wow. So, um, we're gonna keep we're gonna keep going. Episode fifty, episode one hundred, eventually. Okay, well, I'm grateful. Keep listening, I'm grateful everyone. To the listeners, I'm I'm grateful. I'm grateful to everyone that listens, everyone that shares. Please, please, please go on your favorite platform and. Uh, make sure that you subscribe and you mm-hmm. heart and you like and you share and all those th- things so that more sharing people is listen. Caring. Sharing is caring. Um, and uh, and jo- you join know, the Facebook groups. Join the Facebook group. It, it's welcome to all, but also the dad's group. So we, we created this dad's group because in looking around, there's a lot of different groups for moms, but there's not a ton for men that are just like, you know, looking at this world from your unique point of view and I don't think you get enough attention and support for your unique point of view and especially those dads that are that are in it you know really contributing and and learning and you know trying to make this world better for yourselves and your children and and many of you are probably also managing your own um, neurodiversity on top of raising a generation with neurodiversity and and there's just a different set of expectations for men and all dad jokes are welcome and you know, they, you guys need a place to hang out too. So um, don't be alarmed if I'm in there, just helping to keep the um, stuff going. You know, She's just there to sweep and clean and <laughs> take cook dinner and cook, cook and, and, and clean up after me. You guys won't need me after a while when the group really picks up, uh, you know, and you guys are all interacting with each other and creating your own vibe and, and making it a safe place for each other. You won't, you won't really need me, but just as you, just to help you get started because yeah. I think that I, I watched need a little extra oomph. I watched my dad suffer with depression and he suffered to the point where he wouldn't tell anyone about it. He wouldn't come home when he was feeling depressed. He would hide at a friend's house cause he didn't know how to be around us and he didn't have any of this. And, and I have to believe that it contributed to his high blood pressure and his, you know, early premature death. So I don't want that. You know, I just thinking about your experience and like, damn this sucks we need we need a place to support more men it's true so adhd and autism dads group on facebook it is a private group yes so um don't yeah so just sign up we'll see you there and follow blake's journey on tiktok that's right follow my journey for the 85 pounds i'm gonna lose and then after that maybe i'll maybe i'll gain it all back no 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 you (laughs) you (laughs) no no, you do. Honestly, I'm excited for this. Because I'll call it fat to thin and back again. <laughs> okay, guys. Okay. Is it? Are we done? On that note, I don't think we can. I don't All think right. we can top that note. That's really funny. All right. So my name is Blake. <laughs> my name is Rochelle. And we'll be back. <laughs>